0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. The Canadian Premier League had its first match uh, hosting uh, Forge FC and visiting York 9 FC on Saturday at Tim Hortons Field. Uh, Just uh, over, I guess, 17,000 people were there. Uh, Understand it was free tickets, but, man, you had to register to go and all that sort of thing. So, obviously, a lot of interest in this. Let's talk uh, with Scott Radley, host of the Scott Radley Show and sports columnist for your Hamilton Spectator, and he is with us now. Scott, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. We got him. Hang on, let me try again. Scott, are you there? I am now here. All right, that was my fault. That's all right. That's I've a, done that. It's the fat fingers. Uh, so
1: <laughs> yeah, when you jostle buttons with your elbows, bad things happen. That's
0: right. You know, I should put my shoes back on. Using the toes just doesn't work. All right. Uh, your thoughts on this uh, on this game on the weekend and and the participation in it.
1: Uh, so I will, uh, I will put a good news and a asterisk beside it. Uh, the good news, the positive, is that, as you said, there were 17-plus thousand people there, which was fantastic. Um, that's, uh, that's an incredible turnout for a first game of a league, especially considering the bleak history of attempts at soccer leagues in this country previously. Uh, it hasn't been good and so 17,000 people is a is a great achievement the asterisk i'll put beside it which you alluded to already is that that was a free game uh it was the it was the sampler and we will see uh, I, so i will say that's fantastic but where we'll start to make any kind of judgments on this league is going to be next home game to see how many people show up for that one that's the one where we're going to i think have a sense, and even the third and fourth game of what this league is or what it can be. Because if they end up with 10,000 people out for the next game, you would say, wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. If they end up with 4,000 people or 3,000 people, you say, okay, um, there were a lot of people that tried it and decided it was fun, but not necessarily worth spending money on. So a great beginning, but I don't think we can judge anything at this point until we see how many people are actually willing to part with their money for that product rather than just their time.
0: And we should say the next game is uh, May 8th or Wednesday night.
1: Um, right. And that'll be tricky because weeknights, no matter what it is, weeknights yeah. are tough, especially now school's not out yet. We don't know what the weather is going to be like. I mean, there's lots of different factors involved, but I think that the, the thing you have to look at is being realistic. I mean, these things take time to build, but If it drops down to, you know, basically, I think they've said they have close to 5,000 season tickets. I don't know if that's the correct number or not. But Mm -hmm. if they drop down to just that, where it's just the the folks who have decided they're going to be diehards, that would be very disappointing. If you can have double that and, and halfway between your season ticket base and what was there on the weekend, I think you would say, you know, that's a pretty good success.
0: And a great, a great idea, the way they organized this, and everybody had to register it. So now they built a database of fans. So that, that's a huge help as well.
1: I think, yeah, I would, it's a good point. I think um, if you didn't know why you were registering to get a free ticket, yeah. um, you, you, you now <laughs> you know will. like to be part of a political party. Yeah, that's right. I hope you have a big, uh, big memory on your email. because I <laughs> You're going to get gonna some gonna ads. Bombarded. I, I would think so. You're going to be having them pop up in your sleep. Mm.
0: <laughs> but a great idea, and and you know, very sure. modern way of launching something like this. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, and, and yeah, go ahead. So, why will this
1: work? Do you think? If it works, I think it's going to be. Well, put it this way. Oh, here, let me start with why it might not, which will answer why it could. The the thing that it's got going against it is that in modern sports. The, one of the biggest things that is at play is star status, big-name people. You know, you, you're willing to pay money to go watch Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby or look what happened at the weekend in Toronto with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Or yeah, if, yeah. if there is a big name, if there is celebrity, that's something that you will part with your money to go see. This league is never going to have that, and the reason is very simple. This league, if you become a good enough player in this league, you are going to go to a higher league. This is a lower-level league. So that's the reality, is this is never going to be a celebrity-driven league. So how can this succeed then if it doesn't have celebrity? Well, the one way that it's going to, I think, work, well, maybe two, but the one way it's really going to work is if the level of play, not even the level, if the style of play is so exciting that you say, you know what, that was great. That was fantastic. We saw goals. Now, there were two goals this game. I think that they would love to have a little more than that, honestly. We do, we do live in a yeah. culture and a society that still likes offense in our sports. I mean, every sport is looking for more offense. Uh, but if the style is exciting, if the, put it this way, if the games are not exciting and you don't have celebrity and star status, it's going to be a tough sell. If they can make these games really exciting, it's got a chance. And so, and, and here's the... the Thing that it does have going for it, and it's the same thing that the Ontario Hockey League potentially has in some other leagues. Mistakes make for exciting sports. Mm. Most things that happen in sports that happen really exciting are the result of a mistake. I mean, go back to Joe Carter's home run to win the World Series. That was a mistake. It was a pitch that he was able to... You go back and look at these things. Errors in sports make for exciting moments. In a lower level like this, you probably could have more which means more for before. So it it could if if they can do that if they can produce a brand of soccer that is exciting enough that people say I really want to go I really want to see that they they will have a chance if they can't do that or the other thing besides celebrity that is going to be a challenge and this is a challenge for every single sport every league that starts every team that starts says you know what we're going to do. We are. there's a ton of kids that play our sport, whether it's basketball. There's a new basketball league starting. Mm. The Bulldogs, all the rest. We've got all these kids that play our sport. we just got to get to that market. we got to get those kids and their parents to come out, and we're going to be fine. The problem is those leagues, those teams, are always playing in the same season where those kids are playing, and those kids are playing on the same night or the same day, yeah. which makes it difficult. So somehow they're going to have to – it's not just – tapping into the huge youth soccer market. You have to get adults who are actually fans of this
0: to make this thing go. So what, and we've talked about this many times when it comes to hockey. That Hamilton wants an NHL team, and they don't they don't give a hoot about anything else that comes through the doors uh, other than that, because again, down the road, whatever direction you go, there's an NHL team that you can you uh-huh. can see. We've got a, a world class city down the road. So what's different here? why why, you know because it's not it's not MLs. it's not uh, it's not the uh, uh, Toronto FC. So why would this work, but not hockey? It's
1: a good question. Uh, And we're going to see if it does, because Hamilton has a long history. And you you and I could sit here for the next hour. I I know you don't have an hour, but we could sit here for the next hour and go over all the teams that this city has tried to have, tried to build. And if there is a higher level of that sport in Toronto, typically it's been unsuccessful or not very successful basketball has been a tough sell in the city. Now, as I say, there's a new league starting in two weeks. They're trying to do things very differently. We'll see how we'll see if they can be successful. They've got some very interesting ideas. We're going to see. But hockey has been a challenge here because you've got the Leafs, as you say, down the road. Basketball has had the Raptors. The Hamilton Cardinals, they've never been able to get traction, really, because you got the Blue Jays down the road. Every single sport where there is a... We don't like to feel like we're the little brother to Toronto, even though... The reality is, but is so. Is the
0: support for this game so great that it doesn't matter with soccer?
1: Well, we're going to see. We're going to see. As I say, I'm I'm not ready yet. That's why I said right off the top that we're going to put that asterisk. It was a terrific start, but we are going to see over the next three, four, five, six weeks what happens. If 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 this game, if this first experience that people had was to the point where they say, you know what, I'm going to come back and I'm going to do this again and I'm going to keep buying tickets then that's great. The flip side could be, I don't know if you remember this, probably 10, 12 years ago. Do you remember the beginning of the XFL? Yeah. The Vince McMahon, yeah. W, they had they had unprecedented enormous TV numbers the first week. And then every week after that, it dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped. So, I'm not pres- I'm not predicting that. What I'm saying is we have to give this some time to see if the people even those who went to this say it was it was enough of an experience that it's that they're willing to spend their money because ultimately no league is going to survive without fans because fans bring money and even if it's not tickets it's the beer in the stands it's the merchandise it's yeah. everything else they have to get people to come back
0: so how do you explain the success of Toronto FC i remember the first time i went to a game there i was totally surprised somebody who had season's tickets to, you know invited me to a game and, and and I was pleasantly surprised on how much fun it was. Uh, when did you, when
1: was that? How long ago was it? It would have been oh. last year. Okay, so the part of it, and this is part of the challenge that the Hamilton team is going to have, is: uh, Would you describe yourself as an as a diehard soccer fan? No, no, not at all. And but I the show was great.
0: It's like the time we. So it's like when I said you we saw the the rock play. I mean, you know, yeah. when I watched lacrosse. No, again, got a chance to go, went, and wow, this is pretty entertaining.
1: But that's the, one of the challenges that Hamilton is going to have, is when you go to a TFC game, especially in the last couple of years when they've been really successful, you have 30,000 people. It's packed. People are singing and chanting and dancing, and sometimes they're setting off smoke bombs. <laughs> exactly. And, it, 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 and the drum. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, you don't even truly need a game on the field. Yeah. You're just there for what's happening. in the stands. My colleague Terry Pekoski just got back from England. She was there with her husband for a trip, and they went to a Premier League game, in Southampton. Cool. And she was just telling me about it. There's no music in the stadium. There's no video scoreboard. There's a game on the field that's up the same size as BMO Field down the road. And for the entire game, the crowds are jumping and chanting and singing yep. and taunting the other.
0: So. You don't actually, you don't need anything else because it's the no, crowd that keeps you entertained.
1: And that's what the experience is at TFC right now, which is why you were able to go, go, you know what? I had a great time now. That's doable when you've got 30,000 people and every seat is filled and everyone's into it. Mm -hmm. But would that work if there were 6,000 people in a 24,000-seat stadium? It's not the same atmosphere, so somehow you have to build to that, because I don't expect that the Forge, even in a miracle circumstance, are suddenly going to have 24,000 people showing up now that people have to pay for tickets. So Mm -hmm. how do you replicate that experience and make it fun as fun as what you just described when there are vastly fewer people there? You have to build to it. And the problem that every league around in Canada has had up until now is before you could build to something like that, the costs of the league, overran everything else, and they had to fold before they could ever make it that far. Yeah. So here, you, I mean, Bob Young, I mean, the guy's got deep pockets. No one's going to argue otherwise, and he's clearly got a passion for soccer. So is he and are the other owners willing to hang in, even if they absorb some losses, are they willing to hang in and ride this thing out and try and build it into something so eventually someday down the road you could go to Tim Horton's field and it's like BMO Field with all those people? Because if it does, if that ever happens, man, you're into a gold mine.
0: So w- what does the team have to do to keep this momentum alive after such a good uh, premiere?
1: Uh, well, typically you would say winning helps, and I would agree with that. I mean, if, uh, if, if Hamilton is in last place in the league, that, uh, that doesn't bode well for their, you know, it never reflects well on fans when you've got a bad team. So if you have a good team, if you, as I said a moment ago, if you play exciting Soccer, so that there's lots of offense and lots of chances at both ends. I mean, they, as long as it's an exciting game, you've given yourself a chance. The, the worst case scenario, Scott, I think, is people are going to. We had 17,000 people come this time. Not everybody who may dip their toe in the water was there. So you have a chance only once, as you well know, to make a first impression. If people come out, let's say a bunch of people heard about this and said, "Oh, you know, I didn't go on Saturday, but I heard some people had a really good time," mm-hmm. and they go to the next home game, and if it's a real dud, you go, "Oh, I don't know, it wasn't really anything." Yeah. Flip side is if you go and you go, "Man, you know what? That was great." Yeah. Then chances are you're going to think about maybe I'll come back again another time. It's got they can't do the celebrity, they can't do the full house. It's got to be exciting soccer. It's got to be exciting soccer. That's the that's the place to start, and that's the one place that you can truly have a a, a for sure an impact if you're the team.
0: And Toronto FC wasn't an overnight success either, really. No, I mean that was a no. slow that was a slow
1: grow. Absolutely, it was. Now the one difference is that in the MLS they did bring in big-name players. There mm-hmm. was some of that celebrity boost. Remember when David Beckham came? Mm-hmm. And then Toronto brought in Michael Bradley and paid him a fortune. They have brought in other guys. That's That's the opposite of what this league is supposed to be about. This is supposed to be a developmental league, especially for Canadian players. So it would seem to be antithetical to the mission statement to say that we're going to go and try and bring in some of those big-name guys and pay them millions of dollars to prop up this league. So that's that's something that you that's probably a step up or a a bounce off the trampoline you're not going to get in this league so again you have to work around that and find other ways to interest people
0: all right uh forge fc's next home game may 8th it's a uh wednesday night so uh if you're into it get out and support forge fc scott radley who's on
1: so what more could you want what's that and my wife's birthday. Is it so, really? You know, it's, a, it's, it's a full day of activity. Absolutely.
0: So you'll be busy for her birthday.
1: <laughs> well, yes, well, we might be.
0: Hey, honey, look what I got. Uh, who's We're on the show to tonight? The
1: <laughs> That's it. Uh, we are going to be chatting about this great topic that I saw today. There is an airline over in Europe. that. Has oh, I heard this. Me. We are going to now weigh, weigh our passengers people. Yep. before they get on and charge you according to how fat you are. <laughs> yes. Is this a good idea? Uh, Pay by the pound. They're saying, yes, sir. Stick it to the fatties, and all the bigger people are going, wait a second. This is completely unconstitutional. We're going to be chatting about that with a guy who talks about the airline industry tonight.
0: You know what? This may work if they weigh you and your baggage at the same time. So it's like you get on the scale with your bag, and it's like, wow. (laughs) Wow.
1: See, I figure that I'm probably right in the middle of where I should be really upset and really not. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a little over 200, 210, 215, depending on the day. You're a tall man, I'm though. Not, yeah, but, I, but they're not talking about height. It's not on body mass index. It's on pure weight, and I'm looking going, you know, I'll probably end up paying more than some little gymnast who's going to show up. And what about happens. you
0: being a tall guy? You're the one that's got to fold yourself up like a deck chair in order to get into the seat.
1: Scott, do you have thirty seconds, or are you done? Uh, no, go ahead. So we were on a flight. We <laughs> went to Africa last year for our anniversary. Right.
0: Yeah. And I
1: get and I get on the plane, and I'm sitting normally, and the little tiny man in front of me, who can't be more than four foot two, decides immediately upon takeoff that he has to recline to full <laughs> recline position. So you can and clean I, his no, teeth. I, So I'm not doing anything other than sitting in my seat. But when he pounds his chair back, it hits my knees. And so his chair won't fully recline. So he calls the stewardess. And the stewardess finally comes and looks and sees that it's hitting my knees. And she goes, sir, can you please move your knees over to the side? Oh, no. And I said, wait a second. I'm just sitting normally in the seat that I have. She goes, he is entitled to recline his seat. Please move your knees. And I said, what? She goes, if you want more space, you can buy a first-class ticket. We have two available. Oh. I was like, wait a second. So so simply to sit with my body in the seat that I got, you want me to say that I have to pay? Well, this is probably not all that different from the weight thing. But because you're tall, we're okay. Because you're heavier, oh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, Well, well clearly we didn't hear store. about it in the
0: news, so you kept your temper, and that's a good thing. Uh, Scott Radley's that's been right. with us, host of the Scott Radley Show, sport columnist in your Hamilton spec. Make sure you're listening tonight. As always, Scott, thanks for the time. Much appreciated.